In decades past, Skopje was hit with twin disasters. One was an earthquake, which hit in 1963. It destroyed 80% of the city. The other disaster, of course, was communism, with its preference for brutalist architecture. Little of pre-communist Skopje remains. Politically, there are two main parties, known by initials. The party in power is the VMRO-DPMNE, abbreviated to VMRO. This is a conservative party, led by Nikola Gruevsky, the prime minister. The other party is the post-communist party, the SDSM. They prefer to be known as Social Democrats now, and their leader is Zoran Zaev. Both parties have different camps or strains. In VMRO, there are some gung-ho, Reagan-style, America-loving conservatives. They tend to be very knowledgeable about the United States. One politician asks me where I'm from. I tell him I live in New York but grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. With a shocked expression, he says, It's the Soviet Union! Ann Arbor is a university town. While I'm laughing, he says, Or Northern Havana! Havana del Norte! By and large, my VMRO friends are Eurosceptics and would not like to see Macedonia join the EU. At the same time, they're irked to be kept out by the Greeks, and they take bitter satisfaction in the following fact. Greece, which has blocked Macedonia, appears to be the first EU country to go down the tubes. As I said, SDSM is the post-communist party, but in Eastern Europe, you often have to question the post. Does redness linger? SDSM people are apt to call one another comrade, and their party flag includes a traditional star and a clenched fist. But they are probably not communists at heart. True-believing communists are few and far between. SDSMers are more like opportunists, looking for power and control. In April 2014, they lost their ninth straight election to VMRO. They have 31 seats in Parliament to VMRO's dominant 61. Claiming electoral fraud, and not very credibly, SDSM has been boycotting Parliament. A very big name in Macedonia is George Soros. He is the Hungarian-born American billionaire who funds the political left in America. He funds it in Macedonia, too, which is a sore spot for conservatives, to put it mildly. Their view goes essentially like this. In the early years after the collapse of communism, Soros did many good things in Eastern Europe with his Open Society Institute. He helped to liberalize and democratize. When the Greeks blockaded Macedonia, Soros loaned the new country money, a lifeline. In recent years, however, he has become a bald partisan, showering his millions on the left and pushing for its agenda. He does this with an army of NGOs and activists, activists known unflatteringly as Sorosoids. One conservative remarks, He came into Macedonia like a Trojan horse, and now he is an octopus. For more than 20 years, the head of Soros's open society branch in Macedonia has been Vladimir Miltsin. There is nothing more galling to conservatives. Miltsin, they say, was proved by the country's lustration process to have been a police informant in communist days. Not only conservatives are galled. 
a man of the democratic left tells me, Miltsin does not belong at something called open society. That is laughable. Miltsin, for his part, has denied wrongdoing. In America, Soros-funded groups have included MoveOn.org, Media Matters, and the Center for American Progress. Macedonia has its rough equivalents. Consider an interesting tidbit. Open Society has translated Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, that 1971 primer. It has guided left activists for two or three generations now. The U.S. taxpayer is involved in the following way. Our government, through USAID, gives money to the local Soros Foundation. Money to Soros may strike you as coals to Newcastle, but there you go. Macedonian conservatives say that we have simply picked sides in the politics of their country, the SDSM or post-communist side. Others say that the right makes a boogeyman out of Soros and that...